this is a great season for capital campaigns. What do you need to know? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by Dr. Aaron Conley, a longtime fundraising executive, consultant, and member of the faculty at the fundraising school. And Aaron, right now, there's a lot of interest in capital campaigns. Why is this a good season for people to be thinking about that comprehensive campaign? So campaigns are something that are, that are very important to any organization. It gives you a chance to um, expand beyond just your annual giving and to reach for a, a higher level of performance. And so there's a lot of, you know, you need to be very careful in terms of not just jumping into a campaign saying, let's do a campaign and we can talk more about some of the specific steps that you take as part of that. But it's very important for organizations if they haven't done a campaign or if it's been a long time since they've done one to really think hard about whether they should move into a campaign. And what are some of those first questions an organization should be asking? So probably the most important is what do we want to accomplish mm -hmm. in a campaign? Not just we need to raise more money or we need this or that. When it comes to a campaign, um, you know, one of the most important things is, yes, you're going to try to achieve raising a certain dollar amount in a certain period of time. But the bigger goal of a campaign is to elevate the overall performance of your fundraising in your organization. If you look at organizations in the over 20 to 30 years, if you look at a bar chart of how much they've raised every year, for those organizations that are what you would call a high performing fundraising mm -hmm. organization that have done periodic campaigns, that 20 to 30 year look is going to look like a stair step yes. in terms of how much they raise. That's an organization that's, that's using campaigns effectively and strategically to address needs, but also to elevate the performance of their fundraising of their organization. One of the biggest mistakes that organizations make when they've had a campaign, it's been successful, and then it's over, then they pull back and they Ooh. stop, they, you know, and maybe the leadership of the institution or the organization says, well, we're not a campaign, so now we don't need to uh, travel as much, we don't need to communicate as much, we'll cut back on the magazine or publications, and that's the worst thing you can do. You use a campaign to elevate the performance of your fundraising, and then in between campaigns, you, you sustain that level so that the next time you're ready to go into a campaign, you're able to move up rather than going down and then trying to start all over again and rebuild uh, from the end of the last campaign. So one of the first aspects is why. Why are we doing this? Have compelling reasons uh, to raise this additional support. And then watch for that stair-step ability, which says not only was the campaign successful, but our annual fund fundraising continued to be successful. Right. And if this is the first time I'm going to do this, I need a robust annual fund in the first place so that my annual fund doesn't suffer because of the campaign. What right. advice do you have in that regard? So that's a real concern for a lot of organizations is if we go into a campaign, is that going to take away from that reliable source of annual revenue that frankly a lot of organizations rely on to meet payroll or just basic programming operations. So the thing with a campaign is you can be as creative and, and structure it in just about any way you want. You can talk to donors if you're going to ask them to support the campaign about supporting at an annual level and also a gift specifically for the campaign. It doesn't have to be an either or. And that's one of the biggest fears that organization, uh, organizational leadership, maybe their, their, their board or their board chair is going to feel that, well, we're going to, you know, um, you know uh, lose the momentum on our annual giving by going into a campaign. And you, that's this where it's important to really focus on this is in the pre-campaign planning. Mm -hmm. Thinking it out, how are we going to structure it? How are we going to communicate this to our constituents so that 
You can train your gift officers and your volunteers on how to engage people to support the campaign in a way that the organization isn't going to, part of the organization isn't going to suffer. Making sure that your messaging includes the importance of continuing with the annual fund. Uh, perhaps some of the donors who are closest to you, even though some of those who are making the lead campaign gift might want to do something a little bit more, be invited to do a little bit something more with the annual campaign in case people are making an either or gift. Right. Certainly these are the types of things we need to be mindful of when we're thinking about a comprehensive campaign. Right. Aaron, you know so well you teach for us. Dr. Henry Rosso said all fundraising starts with the board. Right. How important is that with a comprehensive campaign? So with a campaign, and there's some studies that have been done that have looked at um, how much of the total giving during the campaign comes from the board. I work a lot with universities and colleges, and with a lot of colleges and universities, you will find that um, board giving will account for more than 50% during the silent phase before a campaign goes public, because of course you want your board to be invested in the campaign before you launch. And then by the time the campaign ends, other donors come on, so that percentage goes down, but it's still gonna be a very, fairly high percentage, maybe 20 to 30% of the total giving for a campaign could come from the board itself. If you don't have that kind of support from your board before you start moving on and, and asking other people to support you, you may have a real challenge in reaching your goal. So the board is just absolutely critical. So the board is critical to annual fund fundraising, major gift fundraising, and also, of course, for these comprehensive campaigns. Here's a question I receive all the time when yeah. I teach on this subject. How do I know how to hire a consultant? Should I hire a consultant? And if so, what advice do you have? So that's a great question. I know when I teach the course, um, that, that, usually, uh, that section usually has the most questions from everybody. So it is a good idea to hire a consultant for one specific area of the campaign. Now, every consultant will offer their services throughout the entire course of the campaign, but the one area that's really important is when it comes time to test your case for support, mm -hmm. and also the dollar amount that you're thinking about potentially raising, having a third party, an outside third party, which is a consultant, come in and have those interviews with your top donors and have a very candid, but also a very anonymous uh, conversation where the people that you're interviewing are assured this conversation is just between us. I am not soliciting you for a gift, but this is part of the process that the organization needs to go through to test the case for support and the dollar amount. That's where you need somebody from the outside because if, you're, if it's somebody from the organization, people may not be as candid. They may feel that they're gonna hurt your feelings or they just don't wanna be as open with you. Um, maybe they uh, actually don't want to support the organization at the level that the organization thinks they do. Yeah. If you have a third party that comes in and has that conversation, um, you really have a much better chance of getting honest, candid feedback that's absolutely critical. And one uh, practice that some nonprofits follow is that if you're bringing in a consultant early on to do the audit, to do the assessment, are we ready, uh, can we be successful with a campaign, is to not promise that consultant that they would then work on the campaign. Right. Because obviously then there's an incentive for the consultant to say, oh yes, sure. everything's fine, sure. move ahead. Uh, and again, we want to, to uh, have as much objective information as possible. It doesn't mean you can't bring that person back, right. but maybe sometimes splitting it uh, in half can be helpful right. as well. Right. What about communications, marketing material, social media, the website, handouts? I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that yes. up because that's something that really gets overlooked. So a campaign is just as much a communications exercise as it is a fundraising exercise, and that often gets overlooked. Every organization should have a solid communications plan before they go public with their campaign, and that includes 
refining your case and making sure that your case is front and center then that everybody's on board with your case. Answering, answering the basic question, people are going to give to our organization because. Your board should be able to answer that question, all of your leadership, that forms the basis of your communications plan. The rest of it is just very um, logistic. What kind of vehicles do we need to use? Are we an organization that needs to increase our social media uh, communications? Do we have a lot of younger constituents that we need to reach? Do we have a lot of older constituents, people that still read like an actual newspaper? Yeah. And should we be running an ad or if we get a big gift, should we place an ad celebrating a gift? Because that audience is going to reach it. Those are things that you need to do during your pre-planning Thinking about your communication plan is how and how does it complement the needs that we're trying to address for the campaign. Aaron, as we conclude, I want to ask you if you've seen any a common mistake uh, throughout your career that nonprofits make when doing a comprehensive campaign. We've talked about so many of these positive steps people need to take, the essential building blocks that need to be in place. Is there a common error that you've seen throughout your career that nonprofits commit when they're doing a comprehensive campaign? So two things. One is just really overreaching on the goal mm. without really getting your arms around whether we can raise this amount. It's great to be ambitious. It's great to set a challenging goal, but you've gotta be very realistic. And then the other thing is a lot of times people internally, board members, development staff, they will think that they know how some of their top donors are going to respond to the campaign, that yes, Joe and Mary, they're definitely gonna give a million dollars. This company, they're gonna give this or that. And you need, that's why having a third party come in to do those interviews, you get that information and you can make much more sound decisions on setting the realistic but challenging goal. Do your homework. Yes. Don't make wild assumptions. <laughs> yes. And make sure you're properly trained, which you can do from the Capital Campaigns course offered by the Fundraising School. Dr. Aaron Conley is one of our faculty for that course. And we also have 17 other courses offered in 18 U.S. cities. We try to be within about a five-hour drive of everyone within the continental 48 states uh, here in the U.S. But then we also have custom training that can come to you for your local nonprofit, your region, your association, and of course, anywhere across the world. We have a couple of certificates, the Certificate in Fundraising Management and the Certificate in Fundraising Leadership. Different courses lead to those certificates. And of course, we have the quarterly webinars, which is $19.74, as well as these free podcasts. A wide range of resources that are available on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. And by the way, hit that like sign on this podcast and we can help get the word out to more folks to strengthen philanthropy and make the world a better place. With Dr. Aaron Conley, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.